Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. With Conan Neutron. Party people, you are at the one, the only, Protonic Reversal, Radio Valencia. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Real Time Drop. Good morning. How are you? I am chipper, because I got coffee this morning. That's a, that, that's like a thing to have for chipperness. I, I'm more awake than last week. That's good. Uh, hell of a show for you this week. We're going to be speaking to Mr. Todd Rittman of the band Dead Writer. Oh, cool. And U.S. Maple as well. Interesting fella. Purveyor of uh, artisanal slot chats. Are they small bats? That's for Arson Smith. <laughs> They're single origin slot chats? Yeah, single origin. Yes, they... <laughs> They're made with love. Actually, I have no idea if they're artisanal or not. <laughs> but they are made with love. But they are made with love, for, okay. for sure, as, as is all of their music. Uh, looking forward to that. That should be great. <laughs> we got uh, some great tunes for you. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be taking your calls. We're going to have some laughs, some merriment. If you're merriment. The kind, if you're I the kind of person. Merriment. Ah, see. If you're an enemy of fun... You were in the wrong place. Me and the Grinch were like this. <laughs> the Grin- Is the Grinch just a general enemy of fun? I thought he was just an enemy of Christmas. He's an enemy of fun as well. 
I just made him an enemy of fun. An enemy of fun. Okay. Well, you know, hey, if you're going to be an enemy of something, it might as well be fun, I suppose. Maybe I should have said the Grouch. Both of them are pretty grouchy. Like Oscar the Grouch? Oscar the Grouch is kind of an enemy of the fun. A little bit the of the fun. fun. Yeah, a little bit. Well, we're, we're, we're going to work out exactly who and who is not an enemy of fun. And for now, let's listen to uh, the band Motherfucker from good old Athens, Georgia. This is Dot Dot Dot.
indeed. Let's hold our hands up and believe in something. Raise our fists up with minutes. That's off of the excellent record. Roland, a uh, hell of a record. Uh, just nonstop jams, one after the other. Pretty fantastic. The well, artwork on the album cover is pretty pretty cool, too. Yeah, it is. There's a, And if uh, again, if you, as for normal, Radio Valencia listeners, if you are new to the show, and we do love to welcome all new listeners to Protonic Reversal, we thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow along with the show, and you'll see the artwork of the many awesome records that are, that are being played on the site. Uh, interact in the chatterbox. Uh, hear Arson Smith complain about me talking about slouch hats. It's, it's quite a thing. Is that mouse not doing it right there, real-time drop? This mouse is not doing anything right. Oh, I think I fixed it. I'm smart. DJ Smarter than the mouse. <laughs> it is in the studio with us. Great to have you, as always. Thanks. Uh, Me and my allergies. Yeah, you've got you've, you've got some allergies. Uh, we, were, we were speaking of allergies in, in, in the break. This is something you're not used to as an as an adult. I've never right? had allergies before. It's weird. Mm, yeah, it, it's don't recommend them. I can say I, I can say that. Yeah, much. I wouldn't recommend it either. I've been grumpy for like a week. Yeah, and it's difficult too because you there is relief. Like your Claritin or your Benadryl, things along those lines, but. It's it's sort of unless you remove the allergen, like in, usually like a plant pollen, you know, things along those lines. I've seen people develop adult allergies where they have pets and they develop an allergy to their pet. Which That's what crazy. I was thinking at first because my cat was gone for a year and she just came back. Yeah, that's she, a. Uh, she moved into another house and then I asked my neighbors to stop feeding her, so she came home. And now I'm what? like, my, what? <laughs> my neighbors what did were you do? feeding her. Oh. <laughs> okay. What did you think I said? I, I, I just, all I focus in on was I asked my neighbors to stop feeding her. And then. Oh. Well, yeah. I, I just, she had moved out. And I, my neighbor was like, what's up with your cat? And I was like, well, she won't come home. Could you stop feeding her? And then. They did. <laughs> she won't come home. Can you please stop feeding her? <laughs> yeah, oh, you're, you're just you're just throwing me softballs for the soundboard at this time. <laughs> this is... Well, and then she. Well, actually, to be more specific, it was my neighbor that helped me out because she trapped her and brought her home, and then I made her feel comfortable and fed her lots of delicious fish things. Fish, fish styled products. Fish, yeah, you know, like like fish food, like. You, know, you fed your cat fish food. Well, no. Oh, this is going down a terrible path. <laughs> Fantastic. My, I fed my cat tuna for like three days and kept okay. her trapped in my room so she would like get comfortable with me again. And she did. And mm. now she comes home. So, uh, And she might be making me sick. But I don't think it's her because this is happening wherever I go, whether I'm home or, or with her or whatever. I don't know how that huh. works. I don't know. I'm, I'm 30. Like... How do you just it's all over. of a sudden... <laughs> it's, it's all over. It's allergies only now. <laughs> allergies and creaky bones and... Yeah, your joint's going to start going. It's uh, getting hangovers and being tired all oh the yeah, time. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty much get used to it. That, that's, what that's what your life is now. Great. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because that means I can be grumpy, right? I get to be grumpy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. The, the, so the, the upside to oh, that rah, is you rah, get to be... Get off my lawn. You can get as grouchy as you want. In fact, it's, uh, it's encouraged. Really. Okay, good. Okay. So. That's all I wanted. And it's justifiable with all these other things. So this is perfect. 
I guess. My plan is working out. <laughs> there you go. That sounds sounds like a solid plan. Uh, we're going to be talking to Todd Rittman about 15 minutes. Um, fish taco cat pants. Indeed, pants on the on the chatterbox. <laughs> fish taco cat pants. All right. <laughs> I wonder if the cat wears pants. Cat pants, fish taco cat pants. Indeed. She has fur pants. I call her... I call her Fuzzowitz for pants sometimes. Mm. Mm. This is some relationship with this guy. Like, so did you, did you see this cat during? I glossed over her one for of ten the, years. But she just kind of decided she liked the neighbor's food no, better. Or like, what's the, I had a dog, and the dog was a very energetic dog, uh-huh. and so much so did that you, did you imprison that dog too? Or no, he was. He, I'm, I I'm saved sorry, him. That dog. Oh, here's the. This is nothing in my life is ever simple. So <laughs> I'm learning. I went to Hawaii and I found this dog that was tied up in someone's garage, and I felt really sorry for oh, him. That's terrible. He was like tied up on a surf leash with if, which if you've ever surfed, you know they're not very long because you don't want your surfboard flying around. Right. And so it's like, like the leash that you like you attach to your, your leg, leg or something. Yeah, so it was around his okay, neck, sure. and he was tied up, and he was a very sad little animal. So I offered to take him, and I did. I had him shipped over to the states, mm. um, and I have a yard and stuff. So I thought, you know, that he would be fine. But I kind of forgot how much energy puppies have. Oh yeah, that's and that's... how lacking energy I have. Well, as, we, as we've already noted, you know, you're 30, so it's all over. So yeah, basically. Much, you have to shake your cane at things now. I'm as... too old for puppy energy. Right. Well, I also, I mean, a puppy is like having a child. If any of you are considering getting puppies, or think of it as a child. Or a child. Think of it as a child I, or a puppy. I hear they're cheap. <laughs> they're you can cheap. pick them up for cheap on the internet these days. If they're tied up somewhere, you should save them. But make sure you have help. That's the thing I didn't have. I didn't have like someone so to help me walk him. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, just like burn off some of that excess energy. And it got to the point where I felt like I was being negligent because I wasn't walking him enough, and so I let my roommate's mom take him. Um, and now he lives in New Hampshire, so he's had quite. I mean, he's a well-traveled little dog, <laughs> and he has an New Hampshire, yeah, now. okay, yeah, like did the dog Hawaii did the dog New demand Hampshire. to live free or die? Is that what? <laughs> Was that a thing that the dog said? Was the, <laughs> did the puppy have a Patrick Henry sort of proclamation? I, and you're like, you're going to New Hampshire, son. I chose my cat over the dog because they did not like each other. They're not the two of those. Those animals are are one animal creatures. You cannot have. They're ah, too competitive. Gotcha. And the cat hated the dog, and I felt guilty about the whole thing because I'd have her. I've had her for ten years. That's right. a long time. And, and they're also, sitting there, like, making, like, you know, evil, like, dagger eyes at each other. Yeah, like, and plotting. Jerk. I came home and found, like, a noose and, you know, like, a chess piece. And <laughs> it's, it's a whole situation. all this symbolism going on, so I, I had to let them, I had to make a decision. <laughs> chess piece. Is, is, that, is that Russian mafia? Is that, is that right? Is that a, is that a history of violence? <laughs> it's all, this is you, checkmate. <laughs> Leave a bit. No, you're really gonna watch out. Like one leaves a bullet for the other one, or something along those lines. Oh, yeah, see? So then, then stuff's really gonna get real. And then they have thumbs all of a sudden. It's, it's a whole situation. Uh, this is New China.
Screen and it's it's uh, the song title's got uh, the copyright symbol is a is a C, which plays out very well on the radio when you're trying to explain what it is people are listening to. 
And before that, we had New China with Bad Teacher, Hell of a Band, Austin, Texas. They were up here for the PRF West, and they were a wonderful surprise. Uh, as you noticed during the break, real-time drop, we ha- we, we're having a, a cavalcade of, of bands that we're playing today that have great album artwork. Yes, we've been commenting. I've been commenting. It's yeah. great, out, all of it. All of it I've seen so far. You guys should probably look at it. <laughs> you should consider <laughs> looking at eyes. it, indeed. And, uh, and let us know if you agree. If you don't, you can also disagree. Absolutely. So, And uh, there's been some, some great stuff in the, in the chat box. Sam from England pointed out that Arson Smith quote-unquote throws ass to this number and i have no idea what that means but i approve of it nonetheless um uh, spotify spot oh yeah and uh, also just a uh, shout out to dave norwood he's uh from the gary he's on the chatterbox as well he's gonna be seen dead writer in houston tomorrow uh, and it's with bob log which is a hell of a double bill that's that's amazing because have you ever seen bob log you know, you're on the, you're on the radio. I know you're getting caught up in the chatterbox, <laughs> real time drop, but I'm over here. My eyes are over here, okay? Okay. I forgot to pay attention to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not the first one to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you an only child? Uh, I am an only child. You, you sorry, and I was, I was a little late on the booze there. Sorry. My, my, was... You and Evan are both only children. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, but it's Sp- Spotify. So Spotify, we were talking about during the break. I don't use Spotify. Uh, I don't have some some moral standpoint against it. I just don't use it because I maintain mm-hmm. a pretty I was extensive in that boat music rec- library. Until rec- recently, I understand. I, I get why people use it, and for the sampling aspect of it, it's totally fantastic. It's just not really for me. But I'm on it, so I'm on it, and. I collect friends or contacts or followers or minions or whatever the hell it is on Spotify, whatever, like, the connecting with other people is. That must is. be good for your ego. And I get the notifications all the time. No, it's not. Because the reason why I, I, I collect so many of them is because I am not. I don't do anything with it. It's, like, the perfect thing. It's, like, people get to, like, be friends with the idea of me without having to deal with anything <laughs> I actually like. Oh, wow. It's this actually incredibly like, demoralizing. This is, like, if Spotify was your girlfriend. <laughs> you just like the idea It's getting dark quick. But that's, I mean, I, I appreciate what it's for. And honestly, I could do something, even as much as like, you know, I could make like a playlist of, of, of the stuff we play in the show and put that on there. And that would at least be participating in it. Because people seem to like it. I don't want to ruin everyone else's fun at all. But it's just, it's wait, not wait, for wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. Like it or like you, you on it? Well, like, I, I don't know. Like, people are... I don't feel like I have any need to be on it, but then I feel Maybe like... Maybe you don't understand it fully. Well, it's it's because if you want to listen to something you don't have, is, is what most people yeah. to use it for, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. great. But I have almost everything that I oh, want to listen to, and, and if not, I usually will just aggressively purchase it. Like right. I'll, well, not... <laughs> I'm not like aggressively sitting... <laughs> purchasing. Oh, You're gosh. stamping on the just in there, oh, I can't I'm gonna buy this so hard right now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean something that's cool about it is that there are very obscure bands on there. And I think that's why a lot of people like it. Sure. No, I, and I think and you it's can, a... and it's a social media thing. You can share playlists, you can be like, I made you this and give it you know, give Wh- it to Which somebody. I maybe should consider doing. And unfortunately the, the, how it's how it stands is that 
it, it's 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 like when I didn't use Twitter and would constantly accrue Twitter followers because I wasn't bothering anyone by saying anything. <laughs> I see. I get the point. I was like, well, I'm <laughs> not gonna lose people. Yeah, it's like the second I say something, it's like, oh, there, here goes another one, and you know, I you know, I totally <laughs> I get know. that. Take, I mean, I guess I, I should take the these- hint. I have <laughs> people just don't want to hear you talk. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, you should have a radio show. Yeah. Uh, oh, are these microphones on? Or? <laughs> oh shoot! They were listening. Oh, I had no Who's idea. Hey, um, I have a similar thing where I have all these apps on my phone that I don't use, and I, I it's weird because I try to clean it out, and then eventually someday I'll be like, I should use that thing that I downloaded one time. It's probably useful because I just don't understand how people get so many followers and like some people actually use it for their business and like make, yeah, no, that's a very real like, thing. Become like a well-known, famous person through social media, which usually is weird. by just saying you know very quick, terse, uh, pithy things like very, very short. Uh, pithy like the inside of a fruit no <laughs> no not not pity <laughs> just just like like short and clever like like yeah. fun, funny but like not not that like not stand up comedian funny but like hey i have something to say and i only have 140 characters so i can't dick it up too bad yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I guess you'd be surprised considering the, the political careers that have been ruined by by Twitter. But exactly like that woman who posted about Africa and then lost her job while she was on the plane. And yeah. No. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, she like posted something about I hope I don't die or something she, like, uh, really really racist. She logged on to to her internet. Yeah, basically <laughs> jumping onto the phone. Just like that. P.S. Africa. What did she, she say? Was it like racist or like, what was? Yeah, the... I don't remember exact the exact quote to be honest, and I don't want to misquote, but it was uh, the CEO of some major company, and she said, "I'm going to Johannesburg." Uh, I hope there's not any black people. I LOL. hope I don't get AIDS or something. Oh like Jesus, that. that's, that's so that's so much worse. <laughs> I know it was really bad, and cool. and and then she like you know took some Valium and went to sleep on her 11 hour f- flight, and by the time she got off the plane, it was like all a buzz on the internet, and and, and people were tweeting like, "Has she landed yet?" Oh, I don't remember who it was, and it'd be very easy to look up, but probably not our, worth our time in the sense that, no. like, the lesson is there. Like, don't just say things that are insensitive just because you think it's funny, and it might be taken out of contents when you're context when you're the CEO. Contents and context, yeah. Uh, I agree. That that's that's good. That's good wisdom. So let's. Uh, how about this? Let's hear a U.S. Maple tune, and we'll uh, come back and hopefully talk to Mr. Todd Rittman. This oh, is a uh, letter to ZZ Top. I think he just posted.
That was a blast from the past by an excellent band known as U.S. Maple. That was a really, really old blast from the past. That was a letter to ZZ Top. And the unifying theme here is that they, also the Dead Rider we're playing is that we are now talking to Mr. Todd Rittman. Todd, hello. Hi there. How are you, sir? Thank you for joining us this morning. I'm doing pretty good. You know, uh, we're driving in a van. Dallas, Texas today. Yeah, you have a uh, you guys. So, Dead Rider, excellent Dead Rider, uh, which you have heard many a times on the show. If you are a Protonic Reversal regular listener, uh, you guys are, have a whole bunch of tour dates that you're doing. You're um, oh, like a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is the this is 24th now? Right. You see what So you got Dallas today, and then you're playing Houston tomorrow. And someone in the chatterbox was mentioning that that's with Bob Log. Is that correct? That is correct. That's a hell of a double bill, sir. Yeah, we're going to mix it up uh, some Delta-style blues with our own brand of authentic Chicago blues. Fantastic. I know there's some dates with uh, Stunning as well from Minneapolis. Uh, And then for our local listeners in San Francisco, Wednesday, July 30th at Bottom of the Hill with uh, the new Sleepy Time Grill museum uh band salamander dead dead salamander exhibit i think is what it's called something along those lines the uh, band of the, and we couldn't be more excited to play with this band that is called free salamander exhibit and also the great pond baby yeah that's that's going to be an amazing an amazing bill so for local yeah. san francisco folks please make sure to Mark your calendars in advance. That's going to be uh, Wednesday, July 30th. It's $12 in advance, 14 at the door. Uh, Stack triple. $12? Yep. What a value. That's going to be off the chain. A bargain at twice the price. Yeah. Uh, Todd, I was very pleased to finally see your excellent band play at the PRF Barbecue. In Chicago, uh, I've been a, a huge fan of, uh, especially the Chills on Glass record, and it was a very a nice treat to an, an already awesome weekend to see you guys rock it in your own unique and wonderful way. And I'm I going to say that it, it was—it's nice to see a band that can make something so broken, but so catchy and kind of hook-laden and hook-filled. Uh, and I, it, and I guess my my question to you here with this is is how because coming from and I specifically play that U.S. Maple song because U.S. Maple was a a very awesome band that kind of excelled in the broken and it was all build up with no release that was sort of kind of a, the conceit as as I saw it from my area but with Dead Rider there's more of a sort of a surreptitious pop hook to it and is that something that you're that you're going for purposefully or just come out that way? How much of that is uh, like a mission ethos, if you will? Well, yeah, I would say that uh, there's definitely a conscious effort to try and prove a little more. And, um, yeah, kind of dialing back the subversive aspect of uh, rock and roll to... uh, maybe act more in contrast than the main feature uh, if you know what I mean 
there's still a lot of that in there, but uh, the focus is definitely more on group and songwriting, and definitely uh, something that can that can fit in a pop context. Sure, and I think I think it works well in the idiom, and that's something that uh, it, it's very it, it's a weird line to toe to be in a quote-unquote challenging context and to sort of push the listener to maybe think beyond what they've already heard, but then also have it where it kind of embeds in in the listener's brain and makes them want to listen to it more. And it's audacious goal, and I, th- I think you pull it off well. I really, I like this record quite a bit, and I, I, I find it very difficult to explain to people, but I like that aspect of it as well. Well, thanks. <laughs> you're, you're enjoying it. I am, and it's it's. I, I don't enjoy many things in life, so it's 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 a nice thing to have have things that are enjoyable. And <laughs> I find the Dead Rider Chills on Glass record to be very much enjoyable. So, and then I, I know that there was a switch for a while. I know you, you the band was called D Rider for a while. Is that right? And you'll have to excuse me. I don't have all the context for this. So, if this is a stupid question, then please just dismiss it entirely but what 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 i normally hate the band name change thing but my i heard a story that it was like a a translation of uh of something that you got dead rider uh yeah it's um sort of a bastardized translation of my first and last name uh the german word for death is t-o-d ah tot yeah Ritzman, my last name means riding man. Fantastic! So you, you translate your name into into German and back, and you get dead writer. Great. Or some, something like that, yeah. Something along those lines. Uh, and then, you know, when I when I saw you guys, you have a uh, Time Jones is uh, is playing it in in Dead Rider now, who's a fantastic, just soul of rock and roll kind of guy. How how have things changed since he's come on board? Um. Tim, let's see, uh, our sax player and keyboard player uh, and vocalist, Noah Tabakin, left to move to California and, and kind of filled his spot. It's, it's been really fun for us to adapt to a completely different personality, but as big a talent and as big a personality as Noah's. And how has it changed? I'm gonna say Tim Tim kind of comes from a little bit of a different he comes from more angles uh, than Noah maybe in like uh, more of a um, hmm and it, it's hard for me to verbalize this. Sure. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> uh, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything sums up well. From a real like R&D and hip-hop perspective and Tim's coming from a uh, experimental rock, progressive rock kind of background. Well, sure, Cheer Accident. Uh, I know that you know he's played a number of Bobby Khan albums as well uh it's definitely a, 
it, it's it's interesting to see all these uh, disparate elements sort of come together for the for the dead writer experience. And yeah. All, all of my fumbling to describe Tim is probably the most accurate way to describe how Tim is really hard to pin down. He's a pretty iconic character, visually as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, so, yeah. so our... Uh, something to look at, that's for sure. <laughs> Arson Smith uh, has... I've mentioned uh, there's been a lot of talk of slouch hats in the in the recent episodes of Protographersal. Talk of what? Slouch hats. Are you familiar? To, uh, I, th- I thought that this was like a term that was known for people. It's like it's like a like the military hat, uh, but like also kind of it can be. You can wrap it up into the, the fedora world. Any chapeau with a sort of uh, like divot or something along those lines. But I noticed that when the the one time that I have seen you at the Pier of Barbecue. Todd, you uh, you had a hat on. Well, are you rocking with hats? Is that are you? Is Dead Rider bringing that back? Is that a thing that you're doing? And I I'm not aware that like uh, that's a thing, but yeah, I was wearing a hat. So that's that's not specifically a thing that you're trying to push forward as an ethos. Like Dead Rider is not like the hat. No, I, I just might I just might wear a hat <laughs> in life. I'm wearing one right now. Well, would you do a record it's called Men like, With Hats, it's like, maybe? It's not like some kind of stage outfit, and it's not like, uh, you know, it's just uh, for for shade and protection against the sun and just just feel comfortable in it, you know? So it's more of a pragmatic concern, then, and less of a uh, well, mission yeah, statement. It's, it's, not like, uh, it's not like my stage outfit or something. <laughs> All right, that, that's good to know. Uh, there, there's, there's some... Important hat discussion that needs to go on here on do this not, show. So. Do they not wear hats in San Francisco? Uh, they look like a weirdo. <laughs> you, you're, you're definitely going to stand out. There's, they, they don't, they, I don't know. There's not, not, there's not, not, such a, lot, a, hat there's not a ton of hats, really. Yeah. Five panel hats, yes. Okay. Those those fancy. Five panel hats, what are those? Uh, they're like, uh, uh, it's kind of like a. A baseball hat, but it's shaped a little smaller, a little, a little more fit to the head. Okay, and it has like a strap. Man, I, don't, I don't wear baseball hats. Yeah, yeah it's it's they're not that cool. On, they just look hip. Yeah, it's, it's sort of it's almost like you can identify people you don't want to hang out with. Yeah, they're all floral print, print or or camo or something weird. You're listening to Hat Talk on Radio Valencia, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Todd, so uh, you guys are doing, and, and this tour, you have a, a, a fill-in keyboard player. Is, is that correct? Am I correct? In- uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake Sampson is going to be playing bass and keyboards with a timeout. Substituting. Substitute exactly not not a uh, not a replacement just a just a substitute for the because it is a pretty expansive tour. I mean, you have Dallas, Houston, well, Austin, Scottsdale, L.A., S.F., Arcata, Portland, Vancouver, Seattle, Boise, Salt Lake City, Denver, Kansas City, St. Louis, and Louisville. Uh, there's a lot going on here. Jake's actually got a little history with our band beyond just uh, substituting for Andrea this time out. He was in the first version of this band before it had a name playing bass guitar really so. interesting okay so there is a little bit of you don't have you kind of have that that the secret language of being in a band and playing together already to a certain yeah. degree 
Yeah, yeah. But Spans definitely got a, a floating membership. Fantastic. Oh, uh, so what... I'm trying to figure out how the how the best way to phrase this phrase this question is, but how plan was having the the record, the new record, Chills on Glass, Dead Rider. We're speaking again to Todd Rittman of the excellent band Dead Rider, uh, currently on tour, and we'll uh, have the dates posted on the on the website as well. But how getting the record to preview on High Times was I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say a stroke of brilliance. Now, was that something that was that you tried for? That it was a happy accident? Like, what was? How did that? How does it even come to pass? Uh, we were actually featured in a High Times article for our last record, and so uh, our our we we had some contact with them, and uh, it was sort of a an idea hatched between Dan, uh, who runs Drag City Records, and our publicist, and us. And, uh, yeah, we were just kind of brainstorming for ideas for how to promote the record, and that idea came up, and we all thought that was a good idea, and they went for it. It's pretty fantastic, and i got to say, for all the, the many records out there, uh, for Chills on Glass to be on High Times, I think, is, a, is so, so much of a natural choice it uh, it made a, it made a lot of sense in the way that the universe sometimes comes together and makes sense, and so for that, among many It'll things, get you high. It'll get you good and high. yeah, exactly. I would I would I would say yeah, that's a round of applause and some cheers. Yeah, that's that's good. High times, dead writer, two great tastes. The taste great together. Just <laughs> don't eat too much, or uh, you know you might end up sick. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, so what what music? Do you, Mr. Todd Rittman, find most entertaining, uh, inspiring, and interesting these days? Like, what what are, what are you listening to? What what are things that that go into the dead rider dead rider grinder, if you will? Um, kind of all over the map. Um, yes. Uh, are you looking for contemporary or just uh, yeah? What's on the playlist? Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. E- either one. What, like, what did you? Um, do you guys listen to music when you're when you're traveling? Are you like a you know, podcast people? Do you we play Slugbug? Of music when we're traveling, but yesterday was a drive day, so we did actually. We did a little compare and contrast between uh, Elvis Costello's version of shipbuilding and Robert Wyatt's version of shipbuilding. Hmm, okay. There Interesting. was no clear winner on that. I, I, I was going to ask yeah. how that turned out, yeah, but then just sort of like uh, different takes. We listened to this really, really incredible record called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Ah, very obscure, but I think I, think I might have heard of that, yes. Uh, we listened to some Danny Brown. We listened to some Roland Kirk. Um... And some Jimi Hendrix. We didn't hang with the Jimi Hendrix for too long, though. What else? One brand X song. What? One brand X song. Oh, we listened to a brand X song that was uh, 
progressive, like a fusion band that Bill Collins was in in the 70s. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, uh, the not the I Can't Dance uh, era Phil Collins, but the more, pro- the more yeah. prog drummer era Phil Collins. We listened to a track off Stephen Jesse Bernstein's record from the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some classic stuff. Well, All right. So, and that's, so I guess, and what I'm driving at with, with this is because Dead Riders music is, to me at least, relatively uh, you. Like unique and broken in a way that is, uh, and to be clear, when I say broken, I mean broken as a compliment, not as a as an insult. Yeah, none taken. Uh, that I wonder how much of that comes from the outside world, and how much just comes of it as its own sort of uh, vision, maybe aside from it, because it almost seems very cinematic to me. So, do you take a lot of influence from music, or do you? Is it something that? Like where 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 does all this come from? Like what what drives you to to make to make the music that sounds like this? Yeah, I like that word cinematic. I think uh, I think that definitely applies to some aspect of what we're doing. Um, but yeah, the the main the main like conscious objective I think is is to make these hard grooves that are really syncopated, and then forge them into songs that's that's really what we're doing and then as far as the influence thing goes you know we we all each individually have our um our our histories and you know uh there's definitely some things i could point to that i'm just straight ripping off uh, <laughs> aren't we all though i it's it's the, the, the goal of making the music, of course, is to forge our own sound, you know, so that's those influences that leak in or that are just maybe um, some ideas that are, are jumping off points are only just jumping off points. It's, we're, just, uh, we're just trying to be dead writer and, and talk about ourselves, you know, and where we're coming from is the important thing that we're trying to, trying to do, trying to express. Sure, and that's. I mean, I, th- I think that I think that shows too. There's definitely, you know, the, the, of the you could say many things about Dead Rider, but strict genre exercise would not be one of the things that I would say. I think you guys have a very unique voice, and I think that's actually really difficult to accomplish in the year 2014. I think you, if you listen to a lot of bands out there, even good ones, it's very easy to be like, oh, it sounds it sounds like this. There's you know, they sound like a classic rock band. They sound like a '90s punk rock band. They sound like this. They sound like that. But yeah. what? I don't know. I, I don't what, think it's any harder now than ever. I think it's. I think it's a hard thing. Just as an artist, you know, you, everybody I think kind of goes through this progression of sort of figuring some things out and then emulating their idols to some nth degree, and then. Hopefully, at some point, you kind of get beyond that. Hopefully, yes. And, uh, you know, when, when you're talking about collaboration or something, there's, there's always going to be some particular chemistry to that. And you can you can kind of strip away the things you're hiding behind and try, and try and figure out what that is and use it to your advantage. Or, you know, yeah, you could just sound like your favorite band if you want to. <laughs> Well, and then so I, I guess what I was driving at is I feel like that the musical climate 
in the year 2014 is very different than it was, say, in 1994, because you have all of this instantly available music that, you know, at the touch of your fingertips, you, you can hear anything from any time, including things that maybe didn't have proper distribution channels way back when. So there's not only music that's happening right then that's uh, to be contended with, but music that's happening from the past as well. And then lots of people that otherwise would not have had a voice or had the chance to even share their music out there. So to me, it seems like people tend to gravitate towards things that they already know, unless it's it's kind of already coming from, from a trusted source. So I wonder, if, and that might just be where I'm coming from, uh, I was wondering if that was something that, that you've noticed yourself, especially you know the, in the U.S. Maple days, uh, you know, coming from pre-existing before a few years ago. Let's just say, have, have you noticed much of a, a sea change as far as people's attitudes about that kind of thing and uh, being interested in hearing new things? And is it better, worse, the same? Yeah, man. I don't know. On, on one hand, like yeah. Definitely a lot more noise out there, uh, but I, I try not to get too caught up in the how and why and what people are paying attention to. I've been doing this for so long. My motivation to keep doing it is—it's pretty just verging on obsession and just you know a mental health kind of thing. It's something I got to do and. Uh, just trying to do it to my own level of satisfaction. I, I think I could speak for other people in the band when it comes to that. Like, what's popular and why? It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's not really something I even would think I could try to figure out, and then I would, I would probably become really frustrated if I really took too hard a look at that. Sure, and I guess um, I guess I wasn't really I, saying... I, 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 I just want to say something else. I, I really feel like uh, starting an, another band and and kind of doing something that's like really, really personal. I, I feel like I'm kind of having a lot of deja vu points with the, the path of U.S. Maple where, you know, it's really like a lot of doing hard work and sticking to your guns and doing it, finding your own reasons to to do it and to enjoy it. A labor of love, if and you then, will. And then, and then, yeah, but then there's all these surprises that come our way and all these terrific things that we get to do. So again, talking to Todd Rittman of the excellent band Dead Rider, uh, formerly of U.S. Maple, and that's, uh, you know, there's a question in the chatterbox about this. Uh, you know, is there a chance that we could see U.S. Maple again? Is that anything that anybody, do you guys, I mean, do you guys still hang? Do you still talk at all? Is that a thing that's just a moment in time now, or? Yeah, we're still in contact. I wouldn't, like, uh, want to get anyone's hopes up on that, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule that out from the realm of possibility. Good to know. I think about it every now and then. Well, and it's 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 interesting that the people that I've played Dead Rider for, including on this very radio show, I play I play a lot of Dead Rider on this show, and it, it always goes over very well. And people ask a lot of questions, which to me is the sign of a interesting record. But then when I give the context for people that don't already know that 
it's you know it's one oh it's you know one of the guys from U.S. Maple's band and there's always this kind of knowing oh that goes with it and I think that that's actually a really interesting reaction that makes a lot of sense when it comes from the you know the almost academic deconstruction of rock and roll that was U.S. Maple and that (laughs) it's it's like it's a different kind of deconstruction you know what I mean Academic. That's good. <laughs> well, that's that's how it uh, that's how it came across to on this side at least. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I I know what you mean. I don't know how accurate that is. Sure, sure, but I think that there's definitely a uh, it like the hooks that are in the songs in in the Dead Rider stuff. I think kind of get at you in a different way but it comes from the same sort of like it's it's very much smart people's pop music and well uh thanks thanks for telling me that conan i i don't think i would ever get to experience that oh moment from somebody (laughs) yeah there there is definitely some, some some oh moments and and not just uh not just in a full orgasmic way either. Uh, so, so you guys are you guys are in the van right now. Is, is is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I have a musical suggestion for your drive today. I don't know if you guys are okay. into Richie Havens at all, but for some reason that keeps popping up in my head. Like you guys should check that out. Richie oh, Havens. Richie Havens. Richie Havens yeah, is okay. great. Well, let's let's commune musically with you. What which track should I listen to? Um, Freedom oh, wait, is I my don't. favorite. I think we'll stay on this, this Beatles ride we were on. We also listen to Wilson Pickett's version of Hey Jude, maybe both. Oh, Jude nice. a great version of Here Comes the Sun. Put that on. Yeah, those are, those are all nice. Those are all good suggestions. They're, uh, well, and I've definitely found that as for myself, as much as I enjoy a lot of, lots of very, uh, We'll say challenging music as well. That a lot of times when you're driving, you're doing like a very, uh, you know, a very repetitive task that you're, you're going to be involved in for a lot of time. Sometimes it's better just to have something relaxing on as well that you can kind of just zone sink into out. the open road. Yeah. yeah, not too, not zone out too much. You don't want to fly off the road. <laughs> no. <laughs> but. Uh, well. Yeah, I know what you mean. We like to mix it up. Which is good. I mean, that, that, that that's always a nice thing. So, let's see. What else? And, uh, and again, we're talking to, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Mr. Todd Rittman of the excellent band Dead Rider. If you're interested in learning more about Dead Rider, the website is deadrider.us. There's a full uh, album stream that you can get to. It's on there. The record Chills on Glass is the new record. It's on Drag City. You can get that at dragcity.com. Highly recommended. You've probably heard quite a bit of the songs on this show because I like the record quite a bit. Yeah, you could come out to the show and buy a copy of it, too, if they don't have it at your local shop. And uh, we're going to... There's far too many uh, tour dates to just repeat on the air here, but I'll, I'll post a link to it into the uh, blog into the into the podcast link. Uh, when it goes out, and there's a link of it going into the chat box right now for those that are interested. And I think that it's a 
it, it's a worthwhile thing to do to see it at Rider Show. I think, I think you guys you guys have something very interesting and cool going on, and it's right. kudos to you for for pulling that off. Keep doing it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I know you're waiting for me specifically to tell you that, but I. Thank no. It's really good to have positive reinforcement. I, I would uh, any reject that. And and again, it's it's always interesting to ask people about future tours when they're when they're on a tour right now. But we have a question in the chat box of if there's any chance of seeing Dead Rider in the UK anytime soon. Yeah, you know, we've uh, we've had some really great shows in the UK in the past. We'd love to get to Europe. We're trying to work on that uh, right now. It's just a matter of uh, finding someone who can help us with the booking. If anyone can suggest anything. Uh, yeah, uh, if, I'd if, be willing to hear that. If if that's not a question uh, that uh, should be kicked out of the audience, I don't know what is. Uh, I know that you can contact Dead Writer at their at their website, deadwriter.us. I think it's d.writermusic at gmail.com is the contact address. Is that correct? Yeah. So get at them. Well, yeah. We'll be there just as soon as we can get there. Don't you worry. There you go. Uh, I think... Um, Todd, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing. I have a sort of standing rule that with with a, with a morning radio show on Thursdays, I try to give most Wednesday shows a miss. I can fully guarantee you that I will be seeing you on Wednesday, though. I'm looking very forward to the show. All right, we'll see you there. Uh, th- hey, did you finish that Jim Belushi book yet? <laughs> you know, I have. This is actually pretty. This is a pretty interesting story. So at the PRF barbecue that I saw Dead Rider as well as many other mm-hmm. fantastic acts at that we mm-hmm. re- recapped on the show, there was a many raffle items, many, many, many raffle prizes, uh, ranging, you know, for like a gift certificate for like a hotel or this or that or the other, uh, like a custom electrical guitar company, guitar, fantastic things, all going to a great charity. But the only, and I mean the only raffle item I was really interested in was, get this, the Jim Belushi autobiography. Wait, on DVD or book? On book. No, <laughs> in, in print. In print. Yeah, oh. this is a real thing that exists. Okay. Now, now an author, don't you know? Yeah, and it's... I, I well, mean, that sounds interesting. I don't think that's weird at all. It's, uh... I'm not talking about John Belushi. I'm talking about Jim Belushi. I'm talking about the brother. <laughs> like, let's be clear. Because... Okay, and, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. And it's the only thing I wanted... And specifically, I also wanted, because as I, as I was putting the ticket in, Rob Montage of Wax Eater comes to me and he's like, oh, don't bother putting a ticket in for that. That's mine. And I said, what? oh, really? Is Competitive it now? raffle. I didn't yeah, realize you could do that. Let's be clear. There's five tickets in, t- in, the, in the bowl for this, right? Like, nobody... Oh, okay. <laughs> nobody yeah, but us four t- of them were his. Yeah, like, nobody wants this thing but, like, but us two. And, and for me, it's fascinating because I'm like, what, what, is this, what is this book going to be like? Because he's, yeah. he's just such a, like, reviled figure and kind of like the the also ran of all time right mm-hmm. like he would have no career if his brother had not been so talented yeah and he's also this sort of like you know very known figure and uh, uh anyway so i was just like I'm, I'm gonna read this i'm gonna read the hell out of this book <laughs> and uh it, oh, it's, you didn't, you didn't read it. I, I haven't i haven't fin- i started it but i haven't finished yet and it's it's just as amazing as i would hope it would be so you really. won savoring the it. raffle you ended up getting it. Like yeah, and, and so uh, Mr. Mr. Todd Rittman, our, our guest on uh, here on Protonic Reversal, was outside, and I sort of 
briefly recap this story, and I was like, because I was like, oh, I got it, I got it, and, and he was a, a little bit like, huh, like what, what's 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 going on? And so I like briefly recap that exact same story and explain why it was so, such a big win for me when there were so many other laudable prizes out there that I was like, no, I want yeah. the Jim Belushi, I want I want the uh, the lonely. The kitten with the, like the messed up eye and like the broken leg <laughs> in the back—that's the one that I want. And uh, that's gonna look good in your library. I think so. And and, and so impressive. So in the summation of this is that uh, I had Rob, who I I won it from, uh, I had him sign it as Jim Belushi to me, as well, <laughs> which I thought, awesome. I thought was a good that's move. That's good. <laughs> that's that's a good yeah. Uh, a good story. Hey Todd, this, this has been it's been great having you, man. I'm I'm super excited to see your show. Uh, safe travels. Uh, any sort of parting messages of any kind to the listening audience out there? Oh, I don't know what to say, man. Thanks for listening. There you go. Thanks, thanks for listening, Todd. I'm very excited for the show. Uh, yeah, best to all the dead riders, and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week, man. Thanks, all right, thanks, sir. That was Mr. Todd Rittman of the excellent band Dead Writer. Great guy. Let's listen to a... uh, This is courtesy of Mr. Arson Smith. This is a lesser-known Dead Writer jam, and uh, it's going to be one that it's called The Walk Slow, is what this is called. So we're going to check that out, and uh, we'll be back after that.
Dead Rider. This is the song of 1000. Off of the very excellent Shills on Glass record featuring none other than Mr. Todd Redman, our guest today. They're traveling. They're going to listen to a little. Was, was it Richie Valens that you, you, you were suggesting? No, I said Richie Havens. Richie Havens. <laughs> different. Very, very different things, yes. <laughs> Uh, both equally laudable. So before that, we had uh, that was up one thousand. Before that, we had a an Arson Smith special. That was a, a flexi limited release mint stamp tape. Um, that was called uh, what the heck was that called? The Walks Low, uh, which I had never heard before. And that was great. That was awesome. That was a a. I'm not going to say it was necessarily an ex- a exclusive. But it's certainly one I would guess you probably are not going to hear on your on your average community-powered radio station. You're going to hear it only here on... Protonic Reversal. On Radio Valencia. We thank you for listening. I would like to say that a lot of new records came out on Tuesday. 
<laughs> are you are you here to say that? That's, Which happens every week. That does happen every week. I worked, I worked at a record store. It definitely that's definitely that's definitely a thing. It happens every week. Yes. I know, but this week I actually checked, and Morrissey just came out with a new record, which I, I haven't heard yet. I heard a little bit of it on on Sound Opinions, which I hate and still listen to on occasion. You and said I find that myself with a heavyweight. Yeah, I, I often find myself screaming at the radio uh, <laughs> when when I listen to it because I just I find it internally annoying. And of course, it's the most popular music podcast out there. Uh, it's, that's uh, Jim DeRogatis and Greg Cott. They represent weak stuff. They, first of all, you can practically hear the drool through the headphones every time they have a female guest on, which is just gross. Yeah, that is gross. They treat every, I mean, not in like a sexist way, but they're just like, they're, just, they're nerds in a bad way about it. And <laughs> giving nerds a bad name. They are giving nerds a bad name. I'm here to say Greg Cotton, Jim Goddess, you give nerds a bad name. Call in if you disagree. Call in if you disagree. 415-962-7979. We are taking your calls here at Protonic Reversal. Love to have you. Love to talk to you. Um... Jim DeRogatis and Greg Cott, yeah, they have a show called Sound, Sound Opinions, and it's just it's aggressively mediocre, but it's also well known, and they're already well known commodities. Well, they because they've written uh, they these well, Chicago Sun Times, uh, whatever. The writers, uh, Jim DeRogatis has like written a few books, this and that. Uh, like I they're see. known commodities, so it's okay. the kind of thing where since they're already kind of famous in, they're just going to have a following no matter what, right? And people people like the show. It's and it's it's right just enough to kind of like not make you never want to listen again like that like for uh, instance I see they have a That's actually a really good marketing tool. <laughs> if people I hate you sure. but not enough to really hate you and it still draws you in. That's what I need to figure out. I need people <laughs> to like you me just enough. You need to be more annoying. <laughs> Or yeah. maybe I need to be more, more annoying, more inappropriate, maybe. Oh, okay. You know, because that's what people really hate—inappropriateness. Anyway, they argue with you. So I heard a song from the Morrissey record on on Sound Opinions, and I was I was I was uh, driving with my my friend Ben Abraham because we commute together, mm-hmm. and I was just about to say, "Hey, this is pretty good." Because I have an aggressive guitar thing kind mm-hmm. of uh, almost Nine Inch Nails-esque or something in the background. I was like, oh, this is mo- this is better than I expected. And then there was just some terrible Morrissey-esque turn of phrase. I was just like, oh, God, <laughs> awful. I, I read a review on Pitchfork because I was reading reviews Oof. yesterday. And Pitchfork, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're, they're keeping it going for hating on Pitchfork, and I don't blame them. I mean, yeah, I hate on Pitchfork, too. But at the same time, I just was looking for stuff. And usually, like, I have my favorite music blogs that I, mm-hmm. all of them I learned from Sirius Radio because I used to have Sirius Radio. Yeah, yeah. You, and can, you can hear some good stuff. You can hear some terrible. It's like there's also like a Bon Jovi channel or something. Like, uh, well, yeah, like no, that. I used to listen to the a- indie radio station. And, like, so when I want to, like, really get something that I know I'm going to like, I go to my favorite music blogs. But. Just in the general, like, let me get a, a cross section of what's happening right now. I check like Pitchfork or Exclaim or Punk mm. Punk News or whatever, and 
My favorite podcast is Maddie's Garage. I don't know if you've ever. No, I actually don't know that one. No, that's a real. It's it's mostly punk rock. And I'm something of a podcast aficionado. I I am not. I only listen to what people tell me to listen to because I'm a follower. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie's Garage is actually really good. He is important. That's why he looked important. (laughs) Is that you? you Just take your orders from people to look important. I just go with the obvious things. That's it. Makes life way simpler. But no, Maddie's Garage is actually really good, and you should check it out because I feel like you specifically would really like them how about the like listeners because we do have people listening do you think they would like it or? i think they would like it too because you know it's a similar cross-section of music as to what you play here i mean maybe maybe they'd hate it and if if so that that's okay and they should tell us as well they but should. i think it's pretty good the only thing is that he does cut in and talk more than i would like to hear for you know like a music specific podcast mm. Because, only because I used to play it at the cafe that I used to work at, and I don't now. Um, and there's, you there's never want a l- little bit too much talking. Yeah, you never want to hear talking when you're at a cafe, but that's not their fault. That's, you know, my own fault for listening to it at work. I think people just communicate at cafes with eye blinks. I think that would be the, the, the wave of the future. Just like, yeah. blink, blink, be like half calf, no, like, put it, give me some coffee terminology. I don't like, because I always get the same thing. So I don't, I don't know any of the, well, like, what are the precious orders? What are it, the most? It ranges. I mean, like, I think I saw the precious orders in 1994. Too, I have way. once made an iced cappuccino. Don't ever order an iced cappuccino. It's the stupidest drink ever and very difficult to make. It's, I, I'm annoyed just hearing about it. So yeah, I mean, I can, I can only imagine just imagine it. steaming way more milk than you need, so you're going to waste a okay. lot of it, and then scooping foam off into a plastic cup that you're going to add ice to. That sounds like a fat, fat sack of nonsense, is what that sounds like. It, that's exactly what it is, and I, it's stupid. This is not a fat sack of nonsense. This is the Bismarck.
That was the Austerity Program with Song 31, a.k.a. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Ending. <laughs> I was totally unprepared for that. Professional radio here. Oh, on none other. Kurt Cobain? Neutronic neutrons, protonic reversal. That's right. <laughs> anyway, you are listening to it right now. Uh, Radio Valencia, RadioValencia.fm. I like how uh, in the something's broadcasting now, isn't it? Sure is. It's us, and we're on the on the air right now. Could not be more professional. You're darn right. <laughs> what was that? Real time uh, drop. Oh, I like how that first clip has me going. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I, I know that I did that, and to the, hear it is funny. The uh, the transitions are, that are professional that you hopefully have come to expect from Protonic Reversal. Before uh, that austerity program song, we had Fake Tits, Real Assholes by the Bismarck off of the Wild Prairie Rose record. Uh, which is great. I had, for some, I've had the vinyl forever. I lack the digital for some reason for like a long That's time. That's because you're super hip. Exactly. I only listen to vinyl ever. That's not true at all. I, I, I do. I need to get a better record player, though. Uh, oh, I had that problem for a while. You I, should get a. Do yourself a favor. Get a better record player. Do yourself a favor. Get a better record. See, see I've got Cosmos playing in the background, so we have to sound really like it has to Majestic. be. Majestic. Yeah. the imagination. The the power of decent um, equipment is to great. the audiovisual store. <laughs> now, see, that sounds, that sounds like I'm doing a commercial. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not a live read, I swear. Oh man, there's this amazing commercial from the early '90s of like when the first CD burner came out mm-hmm. from Philips, and. Right. Um, I forgot who found this, but... I forgot who found this, <laughs> but we'll tell you soon. It's so good. It's like this guy in a car with his girlfriend, and he's trying mm. to be like, I made you a mix CD, and she's like, how did you get all these different songs by different people? I don't understand. You're a like, witch, and I will burn you. He's like, I got it with my Philips CD burner. And it's like some big box that has like absolutely no... Uh, no uh, frame of reference at the time where it's like wow what is that what is that thing and he's kind of talking to other dudes like oh you'll have all these great experiences with your lady if you burn her some CDs right 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 (laughs) so it's like the subtext is you will get sex is that is that what it is kind of but she's like I can tell we have many new mix CDs to come hmm if you, you should know just watch it. What I mean. Just look it up on YouTube. Watch that. My explanation does not do justice. Justice. I would. I would actually rather probably look up your explanation of it, like maybe with like a visual guide of like a like the, or a commentary track, if you will, of this commercial, because I think that's where we're going. We're at the point that commentary tracks and commercials are probably going to be a very real thing within our lifetime, especially the you newer commercials so? that are yeah, the newer commercials that are more. You know, surrealist, I suppose, and kind of purposely obtuse. Like, done by, like, suddenly, you know, because people, like, that are in my generation now are, are making the advertisements, so they're, like, a little more painfully hip, this and that, and uh, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I guess to a certain degree interesting, but it's still advertising and it's still obnoxious to me, so I don't particularly care for it, but... But the fact that you're talking about it, even if yeah, they obnoxious win. means they win, yeah. They win. That's the thing that is frustrating about like billboards that I 
really dislike. Like, there's one around the city that's for Diet Coke that's about... And I'm talking about it, so clearly they've won. <laughs> it's basically like... I'd like to welcome our new sponsor, Diet Coke. <laughs> well, I, I hate it. I don't drink soda, so there's nothing about it that's going to make me be on their side and buy their product. You right. know, it's like, it's disgusting. It's a disgusting product. And I it feel that gross. way because I know that it rots your teeth out and it's bad for you. And when I have it, it makes me feel bad. So why would you want that? But there's an advertisement that's like, you moved to San Francisco with an idea and an investor for a startup. A man, a plan, Panama. <laughs> Basically. Go ahead. And and a startup. I don't know how Panama and startup fit. Uh, it's, I'm sure there's startup? a startup called Panama. Probably. <laughs> and it's all your own networks. Coke. Yeah. It's basically geared at <sighs> the young people who are moving here in the tech community that are, you know, maybe into that scene. It's that's just it's a bummer to me. That's that's a, a bummer in every possible. It's aspect. a bummer and a reality, which is even more of a bummer because there are people that are probably like, oh, that's clever. I'm gonna go. Hey, I'm gonna go drink some Diet Coke now because there's a thing that was clever that I saw in the. Yeah, lame. I hope not. I really hope people are smarter than that. I have faith, but I think I might be too optimistic. Uh, you know, I realize there's a bit we never uh, we never finished. Oh yeah, if you have uh, any opinions on any of these <laughs> fascinating topics of the day, four one five nine six two seven nine seven nine. We are taking your calls here at the one, the only protonic reversal on Radio Valencia. That's right like a science thing, right? Indeed it is, Rebecca. So, I realize we never finished the, the bit of what song should uh, Ryan Christopher Parks and B. Hamilton cover. And uh, we, we have oh. four finalists. So, oh. we, can, we, can, we, can do that. we can do that real quick. You want to? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have four finalists. I believe it's four. Let me see. Yeah, there was a lot of great suggestions. And they're all terrible, I, I think. Or, or, but great, I think, but terrible. The idea, the idea behind this, so for people that aren't aware, there's an excellent band B. Hamilton from Oakland, California. I've heard rave reviews. And he not only does, um, not only are they a great band in and of themselves, but every once in a while, uh, Ryan Christopher Parks, who's an excellent finger-picking style guitar player, will do a sort of just like a, just for fun kind of thing for YouTube, right? Or something along those lines. And the notable example is the uh, cover of uh, Genuine's Pony. Oh, of man. Which, uh, but it's done like kind of John Fahey style, and it's it's pretty interesting. So I don't know whether this is going to be a full band version. I'm, I'm going to play it on, on in the bed here so you can check it out. I don't know if it's going to be the full band version or if it's going to be just acoustic. But This is good. Yeah, he's good. Someone who knows how to ride. Wow. I'm going to make a note of this so I look it up later. Gotta be compatible. Take me to my limits. Girl, when I break you up, I promise that you won't want to get on your horn. Yeah, let's do it. Ride it, my pony. So you get the idea. Like he's he's managed to take like you know a very you know big pop R and B sort of hit and sort of re envision as like a quiet sort of acoustic bluesy number, which is pretty cool. Uh, and so the the not Kickstarter Kickstarter thing that 
for the newbie Hamilton record included a reward level, which was you could choose a cover song for them or him to uh, play. I don't know which one's going to be. So I started a bit that I never finished, unfortunately, on this show, which was to take suggestions from the... Uh, and that's fantastic, but we're kind of running low on time, so I'm not going to be able to hear the whole thing. But if you want to hear that, that's on the Garbage In, Garbage Out demos, unheard tunes and demos off of the B. Hamilton Bandcamp, bhamilton.bandcamp.com. Check it out. Great band. Uh, there's a lot of wild stuff in there. Some of it better than others. But the Everything I Own is Broken album is Stone Cold Classic. Uh, anyway, so we have the finalists for it. This contest that were suggested by uh, the listening audience as well as a few key parties. And I'm, I've been trying to whittle it down. Uh, we whittled out Scatman John. <laughs> That's a hard one. Well, because here's the deal. And, and again, for those, uh, this has gotten the most airplay, I think, ever since it's actually been a hit. But it's the most baffling hit ever. But, you know, this song. Yeah. Because how do you cover this? There's, just, there's not a little room for interpretation. It's high energy and scatting. And that's what makes it preposterous. And that's what... Uh... <laughs> and it's just... That would just be cruel. That would just be cruel to like to, to make to make a. Yeah, that looks. This is yeah. So, so fun, that's out. But difficult. Uh, the there there was a lot of good suggestions. There was a lot of like you know kind of all right de- decent suggestions. Um, and ultimately, what what I realized because I'm not I'm trying to go outside the box with this a little bit. Uh, we're trying to synergize our solutions as well, just to use as many cliches as possible. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea of taking a song that's not necessarily because I've seen what other what other people suggested, and there's some really good stuff. I think he's going to do uh, "Needle uh, Through the Camel's Eye," uh, the um, uh, Eno song. Uh, there's some good suggestions, but they're very earnest suggestions. And I usually come from a very earnest place, but I like the idea of taking a song that maybe isn't that good and, get, and you know giving it the the like thong to thong thong thong. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's. Pretty, that's pretty bad. So, um, the, the the so the finalists are as as follows. So one of the finalists and it was out, believe it or not, it's the second mention for it on on this show uh, is none other than Genesis, and not the good era of Genesis, the prog stuff. But I can't dance, Genesis. So this this is anyone that, that's. Hasn't gone down a YouTube hole recently, probably has not heard this song. I love Genesis. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very bluesy. I feel like it can lend itself mm-hmm. well to the interpretation. Uh, there's a couple ways this to go could with be good. it. Mm-hmm. It's not a terrible song at, no. at, at, at the core of it. Now, and that's. And it has cool. Yeah, well, you, and again, the, the video elements of it would probably be missing to this, but... But uh, they could, I mean, can we convince them or them to dress up and do that? I, I'm, I'll just be happy if we can get through the bit and actually figure out a song for them to, <laughs> for them to play, right? So, I, I Can't Dance, that's that's one of them. Uh, we also had uh, Billy Squire with, uh, and this is a classic, and this is off of the official Billy Squire channel, uh, The Stroke. Again, not... The problem here is not not a ton of room for interpretation, right? Not too much. But would be funny. It's me, like kind of like, oh, I know this. What is this? Like this is something I know. Don't take no Don't take no 
you know. It's a good song. De- de- decent enough song. So that's uh, we got Billy Squire, The Stroke, Genesis, I Can't Dance. Uh, now here's, and this is this is Ooh. this is an Evan suggestion. Um, Mike and the Mechanics, The Living Years. Now I I could not even remember, and this I was just like, oh, Whoa. this is total total like eighties mom rock, right? But and I was like, I don't think I know this song. I don't think I know this song. But and I got to. Uh, Fun. It takes like a thousand years to get to the chorus, but it's like there's like a children's choir and stuff. <laughs> it's a. Uh, and this is. This guy is also in the Latter day Genesis as well, so. See. That seems. It seems a little. It, yeah. It seems a little bit too involved for the payoff to me. Like, so I was like, I was thinking about keeping that in there, but I think I don't know. I, I'm I'm conflicted about that one. But a really great suggestion by Protonic Reversal listener Elmo Huth of the great band Knuckles was uh, none other than the classic song "Here I Go Again" by Whitesnake. Largely because there's this very like super sensitive part, and then you know with the, with the Tawny Katane video and whatnot that uh, goes on. We're like, what is this? Like, it's like, I don't remember any. I was like, this is like, what is, I was like, what song is this? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just mesmerized by his hair. Right, and you lose the visual element when you're on the radio, but. But, like, I think it would be like a. People would have the, like, huh, what are we listening to? This sounds kind of familiar. What is this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This song. Mm hmm. This is a good song. I don't think I'd go as far as to say good, but I, th- I think it's a, that'd be a notable cover. It's enjoyable. I mean, it's enjoyable with the video as well. Cause I have a running playlist of really good covers that is actually on Spotify. Okay. Uh, so this, this whole I'm, I'm going to let this kick to the chorus, and then we'll we'll move on from this. <laughs> There's a lot of build up here too. Like it's like a lot of drama- dramaticism. Yeah. Got a, got a young Tony Katane on the the car hood. Here we go. So everyone that's ever heard a classic rock station knows knows that song as well. So okay. And it's in many movie scenes where there's something like you know the kid is running away from home or something. Right. So right now those are the those are the finalists, if you will, uh, and the one. That I that kind of they all that kind of fit a certain milieu, if you will. Uh, the one that kind of is a little bit of a wild outlier is Tony, 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 with their hit single "If I Had No Loot," which I think is not, that was a, that was a good suggestion. It's a little bit of a novelty thing, but hey, I mean, we're talking about something that should be relatively torturous, but it's going to be treated earnestly. Uh-huh. So if anyone that doesn't say if you weren't alive in the '90s or something, there's this. So, if I had no loot, we you, you you know the song, you, you you've heard the hook. I kind of agree. And Arson Smith and the Chatbox is saying that the, the mechanic song is a little bit. Of a, it's just kind of a bummer. And I, I'm kind of inclined to to agree. Like it's sort of like yeah. 
It's a long way to go for a joke. It takes like two and a half minutes to get to the chorus. It's just like a, it's a plotting song. There's not yeah, a lot of you want instant gratification with something like this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just dump that completely. So I, I think at this point, and uh, and we did have some other suggestions. We had uh, up to <laughs> up to the limit, or take it to the limit, or up to the limit and beyond, or whatever. By except, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't right. loving every minute of it. Was in the mix. Another Billy Squire song, My Kind of Lover, was in there as well. Uh, Slow ride. It's just a little bit, a little bit too much. But I think, ultimately, uh, here I go again, and I can't dance are both good suggestions. The stroke doesn't leave a whole lot to interpretations, and I'm okay with them. If you have, because the elimination, this is kind of the elimination round of it. But if you have like a a stone cold killer of a suggestion, real time drop. Uh, okay, the pressure is on. I mean, I tried to once cover uh, Phil Collins. Um, in the air tonight, which I feel like is a very wow okay. well-known song, but yeah. hard to cover. I discovered. Well, there's not a lot to it, but it's also kind of there are like twenty oh lords in that song. Yeah. He says oh lord for like many minutes. Many many minutes. I indeed. love that song, but I had no idea that I, what I was getting myself into. Also, Melissa Etheridge. Um, <laughs> what's that song? Uh, well, that's a good one. But and I'm the only one who walk across oh, the oh. fire for you. That song's really good, especially when covered in like a like sort that, of aggressive way. Huh? Okay. If you can scream um, it. And I'm the only one. I don't, I don't think I even remember this song, but it's it's pretty good. All right, so it starts off relatively sparse and acoustic. That's that's good for a piece. I mean, it's, it's kind of got the bar blues sort of action going on. I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can hang with Melissa Etheridge. That would be like personally. You can't well, I'm hang sure. Out with her. I'm sure we could hang out. Yeah, uh, that would. I just I saw someone cover this karaoke once. Uh huh. And it was so intimidating because she just like screamed it. Was the it whole one of those time. like professional karaoke people where they just like go and they're like, "Look, I got my song." I'm gonna. There is a scene like that here, and I don't know. I mean, I know she goes a lot. This person that I saw, and um, it it scared me because I was right after her. Right. All right, here we go. Yeah, I, but I don't can know. Can you imagine like someone screaming that? Yeah, I can imagine it. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know wow. if like yeah. But I'm sorry. no, the, no. I mean, I wasn't really suggesting that. I was just bringing up the fact that I followed this girl that was singing this song, and she was like really punk rock about it. She was like, and I'm the only. And it was like I can see that being really... good in a karaoke situation. But if somebody you're like, gonna listen to for pleasure, like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I mean, it's no Billy Square or The Stroke. Let's put it that way. That's true. In the air tonight, though. Well, if we're gonna, that song is amazing. Well, what's the? Um, and there was a good suggestion uh, in the in the chat box. I don't, why why we're focusing on Phil Collins? I have no idea. But uh, he's underappreciated. Ah, is he? I mean, I think he's appreciated. Maybe it's a just secret for appreciation. Secret appreciation. See, I, don't, I, I feel like I, I need to wrap this up. Like, I was supposed to actually already submit it last week, but I forgot to do the bit because we had Falco on and it was... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I, I know it takes a long time, but it's it's been a relatively enjoyable bit, at least for myself, if not for the listening audience. There's a lot of intro on this song. Yeah, it's 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 hard to cover. See, but I feel like this is maybe a little more of a superior song, where I think the, uh... <laughs> now mao, now mao. This is like, yeah, kind of like, uh... <laughs> I see some... <laughs> it's exactly. Arson Smith's got it in the chatterbox. <laughs> I don't care when I'm out. That would be... <sighs> what about 311? Oh, God. Jesus, come from the down. I don't. Oh my God, I, that's I don't. That's I don't. So I, good. But I don't want. <sighs> that's see, that's cruelty. No, it's not. It's totally. That's totally cruel. No, it's not. It's pretty cruel. That's almost old enough to be cool again. Uh, I don't know about that. Actually, I do know about that. I'm gonna say no. You you know how things recycle or incubus. Just saying. I'm not going to let you suggest anything anymore. These are terrible <laughs> suggestions. I don't care no more. I don't care when I'm all. Alright, so... Man, this would be pretty good. Although that means it would be... I'm taking Mike and Mechanics out of the mix, if I didn't mention that. That was just a freaking we already We already figured yeah. that out. Uh, so... Okay, yeah, that's enough of that too. What about the mighty, mighty boss tones? <laughs> we're past, the, the times of these suggestions were like weeks ago. Like I'm, we're overdue. I was oh. already, I was already supposed to submit oh. it. So at this point, it's gonna be the White Snake song, uh, the Genesis "I Can't Dance," uh, Billy Squire "The Stroke." Should I put "I Don't Care Anymore" in there? That's. I think you should not expand the list, and unless someone comes up with a really something that really strikes you like whatever what is has what has stricken you the most so far forget um, about whatever anybody else thinks bit, so there's a bitter tear song that uh, arson smith in the chatterbox is mentioning uh, the companion and I, I don't know that song so well so we can we can check it out or if i if i do if i do know it i don't remember it. i've only seen a, a live version for it but i think that might be too obscure um, I just like a live video from the Pier of Barbecue. There's a lot of talking, talking, I get it. I think, see, I, I, think, I think the deal is because there's a lot of people going for obscure stuff, right? Uh, they're going for like mm-hmm. really like a, like kind of like obscure, awesome but obscure stuff. I like the idea of going with something that everyone knows but isn't necessarily yeah. stoked about. But what about like what was Boys to Men's big? <laughs> Boys hit. to Men, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, so this is a rad song, but I think it's just too like it'd be it would hit into the road, voice to man. See, this is oh, this that's the problem. Is everyone's got great suggestions for it, uh, but God, voice to am I really gonna do this? <laughs> I like how begrudging you are right now about all of this. It's great. Well, I'm committing to the bit, but that that's kind of like God. I haven't even thought about boys to men in forever. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I 
can't. But <laughs> it's funny, but like. <sighs> well, the thing, the point is, it's not going to be this song, and he's going to change it. Yeah, it's like, going to be his style, like the like the pony cover for sure. I mean, that pony cover. I don't like that song, but I like that cover. Oh, that's this song is just good anyway. Yeah. And the, that's Joe Hello that suggested this one. Uh, this song is frequently covered. As it's well. yeah. There's I've heard I've heard covers of this before. Uh, someone is saying on the on the on here like if this is one of your favorite videos of all time. It's a good video. Favorite videos of all time is, mm-hmm. is tough to say, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm not. Uh, I feel like we've we've eliminated Mike and the Mechanics, and that's something. But uh, this is really like it sound. It sounds to me like this is weighing heavy on you. It and is because I I'd like I'd like it to be something that's decided on the show. But I have a feeling I'm gonna have to kick it to Facebook or something to, to get a definitive answer. I'm well, I'm kind of going honestly. I think we should revisit. So I think Billy Squire, both the Billy Squire songs are good, but they, there's not a lot of like it's just good good enough to. What about TLC? TLC would be good, but that'd be like Ryan would like that too much. I don't want to be too easy. Like he, I, I think he, he really likes TLC if I remember right. <laughs> but I, it's pretty good. That's a good. Pretty one. good. Um, that's kind of my leading contender right now, and not because I. I think you should go with your gut. I'm not a. I don't care for White Snake. I don't particularly think. I don't think about White Snake for even the thirty seconds of the day, but. Uh, it's. I think that that's a good suggestion. It's a listener suggestion. I'm leaning towards I just, it. I I'm leaning towards should, that and the Genesis. I think whatever you're drawn to is what should be the one. <laughs> Arson Smith suggesting on the Chatterbox uh, that we do all of the four the four one minute tracks of the one minute movies. <laughs> yeah, and Joe Hello points out that you can make the White Snake White Snake song in minor key and it would it would change it up considerably. And people will still recognize it because once it gets to the chorus, because it, it would be like kind of one of those things that like what is this? This is familiar. But I don't quite know what it is, and then like, oh, it's this. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I st- I still think "Digging on You" by TLC might be a good choice. See, and I would. But you want to give him something hard. Yeah, I don't want it to be too easy. And, and does that make sense? Like, I don't want it to be it does cruel, but I don't want it to be easy. And I want it to be something that could be kind of like, hey, that was a neat idea. That you know, whatever people other people didn't pick because it was a little more, I don't know, whatever. It's a uh, People wanted to just like do songs they like. Like everyone kind of like went for the less adventurous suggestions, which is fine. And I'm sure you know Ryan's happy for that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm conflicted about I, it. I think your two picks are great. Both of those songs are awesome songs. The White Snakes one. The only problem I have is that the intro is really long. That's kind of what I like about it. <laughs> that's what makes it challenging. And you're looking for something that's challenging. So right. I mean, I, I think you know White Snake or the Phil Co- the Genesis song. I love that. Genesis I think those are song. two. I think if, if we make it between those two, that's good. And then we'll just re- uh, you know we'll reach final decision on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time for some swift and decisive action. I think those two songs... I think, you know, I'm leaning towards Genesis and you're leaning towards White Snake, so... I bet Steve Albini never thought that there'd be talk up about White Snake and Genesis over his <laughs> song when he was writing the lyrics. <laughs> My vote is towards Genesis. Okay. You've been listening to Radio Valencia. Thank you once again. Spending your time with us here at a Electronic reversal I'd like to thank Mr. Todd Rittman From Dead Rider for being our guest 
Excellent dude. Excellent band. Uh, please check out their shows if they're playing anywhere near you. It's a great time. As we come to the close of our broadcast day. He's got some great hats. They oh, might be slouchy. Hat. Yeah, they, they could be slouchy. That's for you, Arson. RadioNeutron.com Signing off RadioValencia.fm uh, We're on iTunes So if you if you miss a show or you want to hear some of the old episodes it's on there You can uh, uprate us if you feel so inclined That would be a nice thing to do I think we don't have any radians right now I've got Let's see What else we got? Yeah, that's about it. Dead Rider Show. I'll be there. Are you going to go to that? You should go to that. I should go to that. It's Wednesday the 30th. That's next Wednesday. Yep. That sounds That sounds like fun. Real-time drops. Always lovely to have you back in the studio. Thank you. This I always have fun here. Sound I'm making myself a reminder for the Dead Rider Show. Because the... I'm an adult. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Indeed. Song hearing is Inner Radio by Shellac. It's our closing theme. Thanks for listening, guys and gals. You got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Check it next time. Can you hear me now? to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the... It's the end of radio! The last announcer plays the last record! The last what? Leaves the transmitter! 
isn't really broadcasting if there's no one there to receive. See? 